What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and I got with me today Twin from the Bearded Bros Podcast. Uh, him and his brother-in-law uh, do a great podcast. Make sure that you give those guys a, a like and a subscribe over on their their channel. But before we get into it, we're going to talk a little bit about, about some, you know, who's in charge of what for the 49ers. But before we get into it, we're going to hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to know. Are you ready for start time? Once again, what's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And like I said earlier, I've got with me today Twin, always bringing the energy. And Twin, appreciate having you on. It's been a minute. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and where they can find your content? For sure, for sure, man. What's up, man? Good evening to everybody. It's a wonderful Tuesday or Taco Tuesday or Terrific Tuesday, whatever T-word you want to use to describe this day, man. It's your boy Twin coming in live and direct. You can follow me at Twin Empire on YouTube or check me out on Twitter at Twin Empire times two. You know, make sure you give your boy a follow there, man. But yeah, like so we had like like I said, it's been a minute, but make sure that you give this guy a like. Make sure that you give uh make sure that you follow him on Twitter and uh both the the link to his channel and the link to both of our uh, Twitters is in the description, so make sure you give us a follow there. Uh, this show is going to be on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, of course, and then anywhere where you can get your audio podcast, it'll be there as well. So if you don't like looking at these pretty faces, like uh, you can always just listen listen to our melodious voices. And and yeah, like I don't care where you get it, just get it, and it is what it is. But Yesterday, John Lynch, like uh, he he went solo and had his had his presser uh, pre-draft. And we I mean, he talked about quite a few things. There was a lot of things that he touched on in that press conference. But, you know, all anybody heard out of all the things that he said was that they that they actually fielded (laughs) fielded offers for for Lance like uh, and it's it's still crazy to me i did a whole show on it yesterday but uh today i wanted to talk to i wanted to bring twin in and get some you know an alternative point of view on it and just think about you know we like after after the press conference you know we still have we still got a lot of the same questions because people won't let it won't let him die yeah and it seemed to me like he answered a lot of the questions but it seemed like they just People on Twitter, like the content, like uh, all of the the talking head people found a way to just spin it and just keep the keep the chatter going. But, you know, why is there 
such a difference between John, the way John Lynch answers questions and the way Shani answers questions. Cause it always seems to be, you get two completely different vibes. So why do For you sure. think that is? I mean, it boils down to people's personality and how they give out information. Um, now, sometimes they say you have passive aggressive individuals and then you have mm. people that are like straightforward and not necessarily caring about feelings. And I think there's this thing where you have two people talking, but one make you feel a certain type of way and the other one makes you think. And so with that being said, you want to have a disparity in how people want to perceive the information that's given to them. And we've known Kyle and, and, um, and John to say things and then also have different meanings as well. So people don't know which side to lean on and therefore they're in limbo. I like to always say um, they're on the fence like Mr. Feeney. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know which side you're going to lean towards. Yeah. And so this right here in the position that's quarterback, that's where you get a lot of this agitation from. And unfortunately, because we've been in limbo for what, maybe five years consistently now, or, you know, it's, it's really people are afraid of the unknown and then people are afraid of what is the known, but it's not necessarily a lot of roots in there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so because there's not a lot of depth in what it is Brock Purdy, they like, well, we see what could be, but we only have a short sample size. And then you have this, this mystery box. I don't know. I took my kids to go see um, – what was the, the movie Super just came Mario out? Brothers? Super Mario yeah, Brothers. It was a good movie. It was actually a good movie for a kid movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you it's a mystery box. So you got this one mystery box, and it could be Trey Lance. And you see the potential for it to have the star power. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but it also could be a banana, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so <laughs> and when you are the 49ers franchise and we've hit that star power twice. You know what I mean with with uh, Steve Young and then the formation, the Trailblazer himself, Joe Montana. Yes. We all are anticipating that glory ride again, or somebody trying to get that first hot. So I believe that's where you get a lot of this this up and down, or everybody hanging on to these little subtle hints and clues and nuances, and nobody really has the ability to be patient because we've been patient for like Steve Young retiring with ninety nine. And so, uh, yes, yes. I, I mean, so. so you got almost 20 some years of people are now, they're like, we're ready for the next golden child, you know what I'm saying? To bring <laughs> home the next Lombardi. So I think that's where we get a lot of this angst from. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I agree with that. And it's, I will say it, it's a little, it's a little tiresome at this point. <laughs> Like uh, talking about the same thing, but I want to make sure that we say what's going on to the the dudes in the chat. Uh, Brian yes, yes. Colt, Damien, and Danielle, uh, appreciate you coming through and uh, getting showing us some love. Like, uh, but yeah, I look at it. I look at it as you know, it's it's hard because just because just what you said, they've it's been so long since the 49ers have had a franchise quarterback. They thought they had it in Kaepernick. Yeah. And and then the whole thing, the whole team fell apart around it, man. Like uh, and the it was so we never really saw what the what the end result could have been with cap. But but then. Like you so now so now you have you then they thought they had it with uh, Garoppolo. They thought he was mm-hmm. going to keep progressing. But honestly, Jimmy just can't couldn't stay healthy. 
Uh, yeah. It didn't seem like he progressed much. <laughs> and uh, it just, it was what it was. Jimmy was what he was. He was going to give you, he had a, he had the floor ever like he had a, he had a decent floor, but, but the ceiling was almost was like two feet above the floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it, it just never really, it just, there just wasn't much there. And then, and then now you've got, now you, so then you go ahead and you draft Trey Lance who has all the measurables, all the bells and whistles you mm-hmm. can throw it a mile. Can he's got some athleticism to him may not be the best runner on the planet, but at the same time, he's got some athleticism there. And sure. like, like I said, he's got a cannon. So you've got the guy with all the measurables, bulls, but you, but he doesn't have a lot of experience and, and it, I, well, it leaves, we don't really know what his leadership style really yeah. is because he just haven't, he hasn't had a chance. He keeps getting hurt. But then, <laughs> but then you've got Brock Purdy that pops in and just sets everything on fire and just sets uh-huh. the whole room on fire. And he goes undefeated. He's scoring two touchdowns a game. He's, th- he's hitting those throws. We were begging uh, Jimmy to even try to make. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's just, but he's a little guy. The, the drawback yeah. is said he's kind of a little guy. And as much as they talk about, as much as they talk about Trey has to stay healthy. Okay, well, Brock got hurt twice last season. You can't say that now, Pete. You can't say that now. You, you can't. Oh, what up, Sadiq? How you doing over there in the chat? You can't say that, Pete. You cannot I say that. I can't say Brock that he got, got hurt. hurt? No, because technically he still played. And that injury ain't what it really was. So people well, like to make that seem as if it didn't happen. But let's be honest, all the quarterbacks that we've have on our roster right now haven't played a 16-game season. And that's including Sam Darnold. That's including Trey Lance. Yeah. And that's also including Brock Purdy. And that's one of the things that we still – I think one of the biggest issues, like you said, like you was talking about, was this. We have had this team over the last five years, talent-wise, that mm-hmm. matches up with the top five teams over the last five years. Yeah, at least. The the one thing that was missing is that quarterback position. And honestly, I think that from a positional standpoint, I think the 49ers have the best roster in the league, like uh, hands down. And the, uh, the, the one thing that they're missing, the one thing that evens it all out is the fact that they've never been able to solidify that QB position. And – if they could just solidify yeah. that, like I just don't think that there's a, a team that could really get with them. I think if Brock hadn't have gotten hurt, it might have been a different story against the Eagles. But I digress. Like that, have you? Like we we lost, so it's what it is. Question: Do you watch? Did you watch? Are you a basketball guy at all? I, I watch. I I don't watch it as much as I used to. But okay, like, well, but I still watch it. Team. I've been watching the playoffs. This is an old team. So there's yeah. a team back in the day called Atlanta Hawks. Okay, in like the mid two thousands. Oh, okay. And um they used to yeah, have I to say they're still in the league. <laughs> they used to have Jeff T, they used to yeah. have Joe Johnson, they had um Al Horford. Al Horford, Josh Howard, and mm-hmm. um and Marvin Harrison or something like yeah. that. They were stacked. And they had they were stacked. They consistently was right there every year you can count on them make it to the playoffs. Every year they'll at least win the first round, possibly yeah. get into the second round, but then they'll lose. Mainly because they had some really, really good players in every position, but they didn't have a what? A, yeah. a star to kind of like when you play mm-hmm. against the LeBrons or 
at that time, I forgot. Um, my mind is kind of slipping right now. But oh, you got Detroit, Kobe and yeah, you know, had Kobe, those upper echelon individuals who yeah, D Wade. Yeah, D Wade. When one went here, they went there. But then that yeah. superstar took it up here, and I believe that's what we're seeing with the 49ers. Like our mm-hmm. the, the surrounding cast is lovely, but mm-hmm. even though we might not have the greatest, you know, we have great players everywhere. These other teams got that that force multiplier over there, and I think that's why there's so much magnet. Like there's so much emphasis on their quarterback, even when you hear one word about it. I think Pete, that's why they won't let it go, man, because they they know we should have at least with the talent we have had one Super Bowl by now. At, at least. least one. At least one. And time is ticking. Yeah, and I I feel you on that. I still think I still think that uh, that we haven't found the guy. As much as the as much as Lynch and and uh, Shanahan of like uh, they're well, I mean, Shanahan doesn't really solidify anything. He doesn't really say anybody particular. But Lynch, for as far as Lynch is concerned, if you pay attention to how that that presser went down yesterday, he is all in on Purdy. Like, oh yeah, for sure. He got super excited. He's got super excited talking about Brock. Brock, and when they asked him about Trey Lance, he's like, "Oh well, you know, Trey, Trey's got some things to work on, and he knows that." But what's and, but but what hold on? What is that though? Help me out. I want to know what is that thing that he needs to work on because prior to him being injured in Seattle, yeah, I believe up until the third quarter, until the monsoon came, I think he was like eight for fifteen. He had he was completion percentage was good. His his passing per yards was good. Uh, he lost his number one running back. The rain came and then things changed a little bit. And then the mm-hmm. second, we all know what happened in Seattle. What yeah. what happened during that span that we feel like you know Trey all of a sudden just fell out the wagon? It's honestly, I don't think anything did. What I think happened is that Brock once Brock came in and and just like the the offense looked so dynamic with him in that they don't care. They're not even paying attention to to what Brock actually is. And like they said, well, it works. So you know. That's what we're going with. Like, I feel like that's where we need to go with. We need to invest everything in this guy. When the reality is, is I, I just, it, it's the same thing as Trey. I'll be honest with you. Like, I think it's the For same sure. thing as Trey because uh, I, I get what you're saying about the injury, but the regard, regardless, he got, he played eight games. He played eight games and then, and then he got hurt for an extended period. Like, yeah. so we would have been eight games. If he had started the season, and he gets hurt eight games in. Where would we be without a quarterback? Uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, and that's and that is a issue that nobody seems to want to talk about because I've heard John Lynch say Trey needs to show that he can stay healthy. Okay, so does well, he. <laughs> we gotta know: Are you keeping the same injury for Brock Purdy? Because not only does he have to recuperate from his injury. But then, do you believe he can stay up for sixteen, well, seventeen games now? That's yeah, and we won't, and we don't know because we haven't seen it, and that's why I think it's so silly that we're sitting here talking about. Well, Trey's got to go. It's time for Trey to go. We got to, <laughs> we got to, we got to trade Trey and get what we can for him. People talking about giving up, th- uh, about taking third round picks and second round picks for the man. Like uh, it's come on, come. We on. We got enough picks. 
We got like, like 11 uh, third round. We don't need not a nine another pick, bro. We can't spend. Come on, man. You're, you've got a chance to have a throw. <laughs> and I get it that that is not the way that this, obviously, that, that John Lynch thinks of it. But, uh-huh. I mean, from a talent standpoint, it is gross. It is gross malpractice to sit there and invest what you invested in and then not even wait to see if it's going to hit. <laughs> For sure. Like when you're only on the third year, you're going into the third year of his rookie deal. Like uh, it's just it's just silliness in my in my yeah. opinion. And uh, like you gotta let, especially when Brock Purdy is currently hurt, you should be going into it with like, hey, Trey, Trey has a chance to uh, to show what he's been what he's been working on in the off season. Not say that he has to work on something. It should yeah. be like Trey has a chance. To show what he's been working on all off season, he's coming back from an injury. Let's like uh, he's going to get a chance to compete with with Sam Darnold, and depending on how Brock looks when he comes uh, when he's coming out of his rehab, uh, maybe Brock too. But but we're we're going into it. Obviously, Trey is going to get a chance to to show what he's been working on. So like, but that's not what they're doing. <laughs> they're saying that we're fielding calls. <laughs> And uh, like, yeah, we haven't really gotten anything substantial yet. Basically telling people and everybody took that as, uh, well, everybody needs to up their offer in order to get him. But I didn't take it that way. I just I took it that way is exactly the way he said it, which is we're not we haven't gotten anything of any substance as an yeah. offer for Trey Lance. So we're going to hold we plan on holding on to Trey uh, and let him and Darnold. Uh, scrap it out like and see who comes out on top to who's going to be starting week one. And that's, but they could have just said, they could have said it in a different way to, to kind of quell all the nonsense. And they just, they always choose not to, they always choose. <laughs> they violence. always choose violence. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, and, hey, I, and listen, all, I almost Peter. think they love the chaos. I, I think that they love it. We are the Jerry Jones of the West. Um, yeah. As you know, my brother is a Cowboy fan. He does Cowboy content. Yeah. And it's Big up like, to Law. Make sure that you uh, <laughs> that you subscribe to uh, to Law, like uh, out there. Law Nation like Sports, man. Yeah, y'all yeah. go ahead and check him out. But that's it's like as long as we in the news, it's good news. And unfortunately, it's like, bro, we in the news for all the wrong reasons. And when you leave a fan base that is as rabid as we are. Mm-hmm. Man, you're gonna get this turbulence throughout the entirety of the offseason. We always, I mean, you see the spaces from time to time, bro. Yeah. You got such a division, not only between fans, but then also you have certain content creators or certain media personnels, and they only give a perspective a certain way. And I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. I mean, as a person, there's certain things that I see, I'd be like, you feel like the narrative is kind of biased on the certain situations, how certain things are being reported compared to others. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you saw Brock Perry was at the game with the Giants, right? At the oh, yeah. Giants game. Oh, you saw he okay. used his right hand. <laughs> like, I but mean, then I was God. like, but then even John Lynch spoke on, like, Brock was at the game. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But you had Trey Lance with Mahomes that Matt Miyoko, them, they're kind of quiet about not necessarily saying nothing is loud. They didn't want to make jokes. You had Trey Lance. With Stephen freaking Curry, probably yeah. the most highly talented, most watched personnel in the last what eight years, as far as a superstar, sitting courtside with him for several games 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, that was your golden, that was your golden goose, you know, because at the end of the day, we hadn't picked a first round quarterback in forever. You know what I mean? And so it's like, dude, what are y'all going to do? Because y'all need to do something. And even with Brock Purdy being hurt, it's like even if he comes back, say for hypothetically speaking, he's ready in September, my guy. I don't know if people know this, but when you are throwing a ball. You need all of not only your upper body intact, yeah. but then you also need your lower body intact. And that's lower just body, to get back to throwing the, the football like like me and you, Peter. We're talking like regular. Yeah. We're not talking about throwing the football like you're going against high school player. That's the <laughs> yeah. next level. Then you gotta mm-hmm. act like you gotta throw the ball against a what? College level. When we talking D3, then you gotta go to D1, then you gotta go to the what? Professional level. So that means somebody saying, well, as long as he out there throwing seven on seven, things that no, dude, you are playing against the 1% and they actually watch film on you now over the all season. They seen how you took the lead by storm. So you know what they don't want us here? They don't want to hear Mr. Irrelevant coming in in 2023, showing them up. So you know what them boys, them defensive ends been doing and them defensive coordinators been doing? And we've been mm-hmm. hearing them talking about how Brock Purdy's going to come over here and take over the league, you a franchise quarterback. Like, man, they are competitors out there hearing that like, oh, okay. Yeah. But people tend to not want to hear about that and just want to send that boy out there and let him play. And if something happened to him, they were like, well, John Lynch and them are always getting quarterbacks hurt. We always yeah. got these quarterbacks. See, see? <laughs> it was like, they will have this whole issue. Like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just not. It, it's, but I mean, the biggest thing for me is that you're you're asking more of Trey Lance than you are Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo for that point. Like, you're asking him to understand, to know the uh, the playbook as well as some extra plays. For uh for the for the QB option stuff, mm-hmm. but that's not being taken into account. How about if you're if you're saying that that he can't run the game plan for like that that Brock and like I mean I mean he know he has to know more than those guys. So yeah, I I'm not quite sure as to why there there is this there's just this sense of just you know I mean he's here. Like, uh, we don't, re- I mean, Lynch, honestly talking about it, it almost looked like he just didn't even, he, he wanted to get through that question as quickly as possible. Cause he wanted to start talking about his boy Brock and hey, like, up uh, to the media though. I'll say this, just cut you off. Thank you for the, up uh, for the media this time for getting together and seeing my dad, a game plan to ask consecutive questions to kind of keep them on yeah, the high seat. Yeah. That's all I want to say. Continue on. Continue. Yeah, I and, and I and I props. argued with a couple of people on Twitter about about that whole aspect because yes, they have to ask they're gonna they should be asking certain questions and certain follow-up questions. But people are sitting there acting like that like these reporters have to ask the specific questions that they want asked and <laughs> The and Lynch has to answer them. If he doesn't answer them, then the the reporter is supposed to keep asking the questions until he answers. Okay, it's if they don't want to answer the questions, they're not going to answer the questions. They're not. They're definitely not going <laughs> to. An- they're definitely not going to answer it the way that you th- that you want them to answer it. Because any mm-hmm. any organization worth their salt is not showing all their cards. Yeah, they're not going to, and they shouldn't. I don't want them to. I want to hear it from from Rappaport and from Shefty 
that the deal is done when the deal is done. I don't I don't want to hear secondhand and speculation like because that's that's exactly what that is. So it's uh, people I know people it's great talking bites and it gives us great amounts of content to talk about like uh, but but the reality is is y'all need to ease up on these reporters like they uh, they they're trying to get their questions out. Like, I think and what happened was, though, Pete, yeah, go for it. But I think sometimes they've been asking, like, how you feel about D'Amico Ryan's being first year head, um, head coach in Tennessee Titans? Well, how yeah, do you they, feel about Ray that's a Carter? setup question, and, though? I'd be like, bro, because sometimes the question you'd be like, man, look, yeah. take a D'Amico, you is down there in Tennessee. We care less what you got going on there. Um, they was asking questions about my guy, um, in uh, Miami. What's my man's name? Uh, um, Mike McDaniel's and. Hey, bro, they are gone. Some of the <laughs> questions I'm like, listen here, I care less what Mike Bedan's doing. How you feel like because he got um um a couple of our players and stuff. Man, who cares? Ask what's going on in our locker room, and let's keep it like that. Sometimes I'm like, you do got questions that I think they waste. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not talking about the quarterback, you can ask about Armstead. You can ask about how do you feel about our safety room with Gibson coming back and possibly Timo Palomalu. Do we think about we need to like, you know drop another safety or something like that? That's cool. But yeah. when we start asking questions about these other folks out there, man, listen here. Yeah. <laughs> but to their credit, they didn't answer any of those types of questions this this last presser. Like it was pretty to the point. And and I thought for the most part that Lynch was pretty transparent and uh, in his yep. answers, like uh, and pretty definitive about his answers. Now people are going to take that and run with it and say, and try to twist it into something else and try to go off of his mannerisms and try to read into the way he said things like, but the reality is, is nine times every time they do that, y'all do that. We look back, we look back two, three months and, and they told you exactly what they were going to do. Yeah. And and then and then we sit there and say, well, we thought that he meant like that. Stop thinking. That's your problem. But, but <laughs> see, the Jimmy Garoppolo issue messed us up, though. When yeah. he said Jimmy ain't going to be here no more. Let's well, I don't think he was supposed to be. I don't think he was supposed to be. But I think in the situation that they were in, they overvalued him. Uh huh. They, could, they couldn't get they couldn't get what they wanted to. So then they had to pivot. Like, yeah. That's a different story, in my opinion. That's a different story. But I think that they wanted him gone. And but now he is definitely gone now. Person, though, it all, but the, the bad thing is it all revolves around the what position? It's always the quarterback position. For the that's, the all, that's the biggest – that's the only reason why we get this much, like, traction is if it was, like, the DN or, or the, the, you know, the Mike linebacker, man, would nobody care. But just – it's the quarterback of one of the most history. I, I tell somebody this all the time. Bet- besides the Green Bay Packers, probably over the last 40 years, we have two of the top 20 quarterbacks to ever play, ge- you know, the game yeah. of football. And I think because of that historical precedent, this is why we have this type of magnitude on the QB position. Yeah. And they're not going to let it go because every- we haven't won a Super Bowl forever. And I think the fan base in the past history is, is fiending for that guy. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I, I just can't do it. It's, uh, and I like Brock. I think I appreciate his play. Like, he did really well. I was all on the Brock train uh, because sure. there was no other option. 
<laughs> There's no other option. But now you've got options. And I think that it's silly when you have options to just say, no, this is it. Even if you have, you don't even know what you got. But we're going to be it. Brock finna get $40 million after this year. Watch what I tell you. I'm telling, look, they're going to say, hey, the four niners, look, this is what they're doing. Brock sitting back here like, they want me so bad. They're willing to get rid of the guy who they gave away. Like, they gave away. So, you know, when it comes to negotiation time, you know, Brock will sit back and say, well, you guys were willing to move off your first round draft pick that you use for no, no, the third round draft pick. Yeah. You gave a multiple picks for him. You got rid of him. Um, you told everybody that I was your guy. Um, I started off eight and oh, I made it to the NC championship chip game. I came in at Mr. Irrelevant, only making nine nine thousand dollars a year. I seen Daniel Jones throw 16 touchdowns in one year, and he got 40 million dollars guaranteed. Um, I believe that's where we should start. Well, yeah, because the, the, the cap is going to go up astronomically after this season. So he's going to get that. Whoever is the starter, whoever is the starter is going to get that, get that money. And but see, I still I still caution people to to not think that it's over. Don't think that it's <laughs> over as much as they're saying what they're saying now. We thought that, like you said earlier, we thought that we were done with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, uh, and we, he ended up starting how many games like uh, for us last season that he ended up getting hurt, but uh, yeah, he ended up back on the team when we thought it was done. And so football is a funny, that ball bounces real funny. Sometimes. <laughs> and you just don't ball. know. Yeah. You just <laughs> don't know like what is what's going to end up happening. But I got, I want to pivot to, uh, to talking about that. What, you know, the the speculation that Lynch is trying to start a bidding war for for uh, for Lance because a lot of people were saying that you know he was saying he said what he said so that people would up their offers. Uh, do you think that's accurate, or should we believe that Lynch, uh, we should or should we believe Lynch when he says that they that they're going to keep Trey like uh, for the foreseeable future? Man, my in my honest opinion, this is my hope. I know my our management has at times blindsided us. Yeah. But logically speaking, I hope that he can just look back over the last since 2017 and say, you know what? We haven't had a healthy QB room. We haven't even mm-hmm. had a healthy running back room. Real talk. Why would I take the player who has the most meet in the game, meaning the most experienced in their QB room with one guy who's haven't been in here, who hasn't been consistently healthy, which is Sam Darnold, because he's been hurt as well. Mm-hmm. And then another guy, because nobody wants to talk about his injury history as well, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah. then another guy who's coming back, he, if I had a grain of sand right here in my hand, he couldn't make a Throwing motion and throw a grain of sand and hit his TV screen right now. He couldn't do it. He couldn't he's, do that. He's right trying now. to throw with his left now. You know that you see that that joke. He's trying to be ambidextrous out here because he know that right ain't going nowhere. So if that is my quarterback and everybody saying, "Well, just wait till he get to week twelve, he'll start." He will start throwing. Do y'all not understand what that means to start to throw? Yeah. And so what I'm saying to you is, bro. Hope they are not trying to raise up his draft capital because we've seen multiple times we've had two quarterbacks get injured, not only last year, but in multiple years prior to that. 
to me, they'll be malpractice, like someone always says. I think it'll be terrible. Um, we need as many as possible, and nobody is talking about this one aspect about our team. Last year was probably by far the healthiest we had ever oh, been. Easily. How long you think? And I'm not trying to be that person <laughs> to put the rat in the room. But how do y'all really think? I mean, I pray we can mm. go back to back seasons. But if we want to be real, history shows that we might want to make sure we keep all of our best players available on this team and not trade away any assets. That's all that, I'm gonna say. That's. Man, I mean, you're preaching to the choir now, like, uh, because uh, I whew, praise him. <laughs> it, it's just, just it, it just doesn't make sense. I've been saying this for weeks now is that with all the injuries that they had last year, with the system that, that the 49ers have in place, the offense that we we say that Kyle is a genius, yes, and all that stuff, but his system is risk and reward because. Mm. The, the odds are the QB is going to get hurt. It doesn't matter who the QB is. There is not one QB that hasn't at least threatened not to play in a game. <laughs> J- Jimmy, Jimmy is, like, uh, is the only one that made it through a whole, a whole season, I believe, once. Yeah. And that only happened once. Like uh, out, of the, out, of all these, out of all these years that Shanahan's been here. So, but every other season... We've gone through, we've had to get to our third string quarterback every other season. Like, I mean, so if you think that, that, oh, magically speaking of, because they found their guy, that that means that Brock's going to stay hurt or it's going to stay healthy. Stay healthy. <laughs> look, look, I, if, he, if he's <laughs> like, yeah, don't put that up in the air. Like, uh, uh, like that. If you don't think that Brock is going to say, if is just going to magically just stay healthy because they named him the guy. Mm-hmm. You're you're out of your minds. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Yeah. You're not thinking it all the way through because it doesn't matter if it's Shanahan's fault or not. It doesn't matter if it's his fault. The 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 matter of the is it's just a fact, bro. <laughs> like uh, it's I, gonna happen. Look, our quarterbacks are like Anthony Davis, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, every time they hit the ground, we, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> it's like oh please. Please, please get up. Please, please, Lord, get up. Get up. Everybody, look, you already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people don't want to tell the truth. So you need you better have a backup to the backup. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like that's what the 49ers did. And that's what they've got. That's what they've got right now. And it's it's just seems every single season the 49ers try to improve a little bit of what tripped them up the season before. And like they had had problems with injuries in the past, they tried to get rid of the whole the whole uh, conditioning staff. <laughs> like uh, one season, then another season, they went with they stopped drafting anybody with any kind of injury issues. Yeah, <laughs> the, like and bringing in anybody that's like that. Like they they stopped doing it entirely. And I thought that that was uh, kind of speaking directly to that. And and now the thing is, now they're dealing with. They can't. They've got to get through a season with the quarterback, and so now that's the new going to be the new focus. They're saying to you by having by having Purdy, Darnold, and and Trey that that hey, we are not going. It is not going to be because of the quarterback position this year. <laughs> Hopefully, 
that that I mean, I mean, hopefully not. But I mean, I just yeah, like if it, if they if they can't get through this season with three quarterbacks, then that is that is a glaring that is now it's an issue. So I got a question for you. This is my hypothetical in my head, right? This is what I, I, I program. This is what I be thinking about when I'm alone, just chilling. <laughs> we keep Brock Purdy. He's our quarterback, our QB1. Mm-hmm. How proficient do you believe he can be if he doesn't have these weapons around him over oh. the next three to five years? Because a lot of times when we heard this Trey Lance plan, people, this is what John Lynch Kyle, he was saying he didn't want to be good just for a short time. He wanted to consistently win at that position, right, and for the team. And so with this squad, do you think Brock Purdy could sustain excellence to the level that people say he was playing with for the next five years if Kittle is no longer here and Debo is injured and CMC is up and down? Because we know, we don't want to be real, but he can be up and down. Mm-hmm. Can he stay Scoring thirty points a game if those guys aren't surrounding him, and with and and, and with our left tackle up in age, mm-hmm. I, I how think much faith do you have in this team in the next two I have, to five years? I have faith that they will retool and reload, like when they get and uh, they do such an awesome job at drafting players, like especially in these uh these the third round on basically. Like, uh, and we'll which is keeps them, which keeps them cost, I gotta put that in there, which keeps them cost, uh, cost efficient. Like, uh, and they're going to, they have so many guys locked up, uh, right now that that's what they're gonna do. The, these other guys, like, I'm a firm believer, and people are gonna kill me for saying this, but I'm a firm believer. I don't think Debo's here in two years. Mm-hmm. I think Ayuk is gonna be the one that gets re signed, and like, yeah. uh, and then and then they're gonna draft they're they're drafting the the guy that they're that it's gonna replace Debo probably this season or next season. And, and they gotta go replace George this year. Yeah. I, I think that it's entirely possible. And people are gonna and they're and whoever they draft, it's gonna look like, oh well, he's not gonna be much because they're gonna keep him on the back burner. They're gonna let him sit around and watch. And get them involved, like get them involved here and there. But the reality is, is, is they they they've proven that they like to keep let a guy almost sit a year and then get their body right and like all that kind of stuff. And then that next season, here they come. And it's uh, I, I'm interested to see a few second year players this season on how they come. They're starting to talk really good about Zakel, which I yeah. thought that I, they mentioned him a couple of times in the presser. And yeah. uh, so I think that 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 is something that people are not talking about. And they said that he can play one through five. Yeah. Which I think I think is a uh, that is a is a that is a soundbite that no that people should be talking about, because mm-hmm. if he is if they feel that strongly about him, then that's that's a pot that could be a possibility we that, that we should be looking into in camp. But the reality is, is I think that Brock Purdy could. Could uh, I think any of these quarterbacks could possibly be be okay five years just because of the system? If as long as they can stay healthy, that's the whole thing. Can they stay healthy? Because the the system is what gets these guys open. It's not the guys. I mean, I you can can cook anybody. 
But but the rest of them, Debo doesn't win that way. Debo doesn't win that way. And like uh, George Kittle can run routes, but I mean, it's really the system that gets him in space. It gets these guys in space and gets them wide open. So yeah, they've just got to, if they can, if he can throw the ball on time, because remember people forget on 2019, who do they have? Uh, they had a rookie receiver, Debo. A rookie Debo. Then they had. They didn't have this, Emmanuel Sanders the, until midseason. Like, yeah, but uh, their running game was ridiculous. Boy, it we was. was people 200 yards a game. Boy. I mean, we had the cheetah. This is before Raheem Morrison was out there, boy. That boy, um, what's his name? What's my guy's name? Um, it uh, wasn't Raheem Morrison. It was the other guy. Oh, uh, 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 little dude. Uh, he was fastest on the way. Yeah, though. he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, that first uh, week, he had like the Earth. fastest running forever. Yeah, like, he, he plays. He played for the Bills and he played for somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, for the first I, seven and, games, and I can't was, think of his name. I'm good. blanking. Yeah, and I'm then, blanking. I know I'm blanking too. Um, and then he got a little hurt, and then Raheem, Raheem, little Raheem came in and bust that big old like seventy yard run. Everyone mm-hmm. like, oh my God, and then he started killing the edge on the outside zone. It was ridiculous. But um, yeah, man, yeah, Kendrick Bourne. They had Donde Pettis. <laughs> they had, and I think that Kyle's going to find a way. Kyle's going to find a way it, to to get uh, like I have a lot of faith in Kyle, like that he's going to to figure out a way to get that offense going. And uh, I I don't I think they're still going to have talent. I to the degree I have faith in Kyle, I just need Kyle to adjust. Oh yeah, the system. He's, got, he's not perfect. He, the system is the system. But there has to come a point in time where he got to realize that I have to leave enough room that somebody can do something outside of my system where it's like a coach. Yes, I have my plays as a system and I'm a big Golden State Warrior playing. So they run this motion offense. They run. They are one of the teams that don't run a lot of high pick and rolls at mm-hmm. all. In the, in, the, in the NBA that does a lot of high pick and roll at the top of the key, they, do it, they don't do it at all. Yeah. But during the playoffs – when stuff started to get a little weird, Steph Curry got to look at the coach and say, hey, man, forget running 25 screens in one play. <laughs> Spread the flow. Yeah, I'm going to go ISO. I'm going to go high pick and roll, get the five on me. Then I'm going to either boogie, go to the rack, or I'm going to step back on hit the three. And yeah. sometimes we got to have in the playoffs where our talent is even and people understand our concept, we need a quarterback to say, hey, Kyle, I'm going to need you to take a seat. Let me boogie. And yeah. I hope that whether it's – in order for us to win six, he has to have the ability to trust one of these quarterbacks really, really soon because I don't think we will win a Super Bowl until that part happens because that breaks the conservativeness, his conservative nature. It will only be broken if he trusts somebody else to take our team to the next level. Until then, I think that would be our Achilles heel. Sorry to make that long little rant, but I do no, believe that would be our Achilles heels as him. Like he's a great coach. I'm not putting it against him, but sometimes he himself is a self governor to sustain our offense at a certain level that we yeah. don't go past. See, and and that's you said one thing that I refuse to give him the the. I said this a few episodes back. I'm not going to call him a great coach until he gets the ring. Like, uh, until he gets the ring, he's a very good coach. How dare you say such a thing uh, like that? Like, I mean, Pete. you got to be in other in order to be great. You have to look outside of yourself 
and see what it's going to take for you to get over the hump. The great coaches understand that it's not all about them. Just like you were talking about, it's not all about you. It's sometimes you're going to need, you're going to need your players to step up for you. And it's how you manage your, it's how you manage your talent. And, and it's just, yeah, like you have to make those adjustments that we still see Kyle struggle to make like from time to time. So until until he figures that part out and kind of leaves, starts leaving, we see less of his ego mm-hmm. uh, showing. Then I mean, he's a really good coach. He's a good coach. He's not. A, he's not a great coach. So the that that's just how I feel about it. Right and there. to add on to what you just said about ego, so there's a point of ego where hypothetical, not hypothetical. We seen last year with the Kansas City Chiefs. They ran this one play with Patrick Mahomes. When them jokers came out there, they did a. Oh, uh, whoopsie doops, whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> but that to me was an ego, probably so. But to me, that was trust, yeah, in my players that I'm so confident. I want them to know that I'm that confident in y'all to go out there and do something that some people wouldn't even think about doing. But yeah. y'all, my boys, and I'm gonna trust y'all. Yeah. Same I thing think, with Philadelphia. I think Andy Reid cracked the code when he had Alex Smith, like, yeah. uh. He, uh, Alex Smith couldn't quite get them over the hump, but I think he had already cracked the code because he was, you saw what he did for Alex. Alex Smith had his best year years as a chief and it was, and it's because Andy Reed learned how to just kind of let his players play and yeah. he puts them in position, but he wants them to, to be, uh, to be great. He wants mm-hmm. you to go out there and be great. And he's found a way to motivate those guys. Those guys always game up. Their defense has never been considered a really great defense. But somehow, yeah. some way, every single time when they really need it, those dudes step up. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, that's that's coaching. Yeah. Like, uh, people th- are going to sit there and say that it's great players. No, it's it's great. It's That's great coaching to enable, to empower your guys to uh, to come through. That's what uh, Phil Phil Jackson used to say all the time. He used to, when all these other coaches were calling timeouts, uh, the team getting whooped on, and he, they would all the other coaches would uh, would call timeout, <laughs> yeah. and they'd be looking over at Phil, and he'd say, "No, no, no, come on, come on, keep going. You got to learn. It out. You got to learn. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because he knew that that was a mental game that he was saying. That listen here." There's going to be a point in the season where, listen, I can't do nothing. I can't play for y'all. But you got to have the ability to self-govern yourself and galvanize and process and create and make adjustments on the fly to be able to win. And that's where, you know, and again, I think those guys in Kansas City, they look over there and say, all right, on defense, hey, man, let's do this. Because at the end of the day, we still got – number 15 over there too as well mm-hmm. so we got the trust and believe that listen we just make one play he go get he go take us home you know and i believe the eagles kind of started to feel that same way about Jalen hurts because even though that coach was kind of cocky he did empower his guys how he talked about and hey Jalen hurts like michael jordan or you know and we've seen certain guys say that to their quarterbacks they really when you know who your quarterback is yeah. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you gas them up a little bit, and that's okay. And I think that's what the Niner fans want as well. They want 
and you kind of get a little bit where John Lynch would gas Purdy more so than Kyle Shanahan. And I believe that causes a little rift too. They're like, come on, Kyle. Kyle, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. I just I just can't let it go. Like uh, he was late. He was late. Even though he made the throw, like he ran around, Purdy ran around. Uh, like, uh, and he's still talking about it at the press conference how, like, yeah, you know, sometimes I wish he would just make the throw. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, okay, I mean, but Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> like, uh, and but it, it is what it is. But I got one more question, and then we're gonna get out of here. So, for sure, for sure, Jordan Palmer, I guess the QB coach for Sam Darnold, former QB coach for Sam Darnold, says Darnold called basically called Darnold the starter today. On there on some podcast, uh, uh-huh. as silly as that sounds to me in my brain, like uh, who do you think is gonna be the 49ers starting QB week one? And does Darnold or Trey or uh, yeah, or does Darnold or Trey have a chance of being the official starter after Purdy is healthy? All right, I'll start. I'll answer your first one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, can Darnold be the starting quarterback? Um, I can't sit here and say no. Yeah. As much as I want to say Trey, with this team and with the USC ties, because a lot of times what I'm learning the more, and I talk to my brother sometimes, he's like, the business of, of football can be real mm-hmm. tricky, man. And when my brother said that to me, it reminded me of what um, Jimmy Ward did on one of his lives where he said he was talking about the quarterback situation. He said, you know what? The business. And he kept saying the business and he was just saying like, it ain't what you think it is. You know what I mean? And so I was like, hmm, there's some tea. You know, there's some smoke behind there where there's something going on because his locker is beside Trey Lance. And so I'm figuring there's something going on. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it's the business, huh? Okay. And so not only that, the USC Tides, you know that he has a familiar relationship with my guy, um, CMC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's a family tie as well. Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer, USC Connect, so on and so forth. So, like, there's a lot of um, stake over there that, he must know something that we might not know, or you know, the locker room may have shared something for us. Some of the, the boys may have shared something to him to say, Hey, man, we might have your back. So, I do believe that Carson can be the starter, I do believe Trey can be the starter, and I do believe once Brock comes back, can he retake his starting position? Most definitely, because the one thing about the 49 fan base, and a particular the season ticket holders over there and the people who kind of push the market brand for the 49ers, if we're not playing a particular type of way, they could say, hey, let's see what Brock can do, you know, and he can go back out there. So um, it just depends on what it looks like to me, in my opinion. What does it look like? Yeah, I I think for I think uh, Trey Lance is starter, QB, uh, week one. Week one, I think – I think he's going to outplay Darnold because I think he has more. Uh, Darnold has talked about seeing ghosts. I think that's going to raise its ugly head. He's not going to be going against 
a uh, a bad a bad team in in practice. He's going to be going against one of the best defenses in the league, just like Trey had to, just like Purdy had to, and I think that that is going to make a difference. Uh, I think that Trey is going to outplay him just because he knows the system and he knows the guys. Like, uh, and it's going to be. I think that's going to play into it also. But what's I his think, margin of error, though, Pete? Like, what's oh, his margin there of is error? none. There is no margin of error for error. But saying. I feel like I feel like Trey is going to go out there and make enough plays to where it's going to be obvious that he should be the starter, and that if he's not, that people are going to be like, hmm. It's gonna it's gonna look real bad. It's gonna look real questionable. It's gonna look real questionable, and uh, the because then we're starting to talk, have another conversation. At that point, if he if he if it's obvious that Trey should be should be uh, starting and like and they just put Darnold in there, yeah. Now I'm looking at I'm looking at this culture sideways. Yeah, because yeah, like that's that's one thing that I feel like that they have done this whole tenure is that they played the best guy. They've played the best guy, and it's this is not the time to be to be waffling on that just because you've got your own preconceived notions about this, that, and the third. Like, uh, uh, in my opinion, like no, I agree. Uh, Look, I, I I'm hoping what you're saying is true. Yeah, but I'm just my. My opinion on the matter comes because of what I've seen and what I've heard far as this, not only in the organization, but then outside of how these people feel, mm-hmm. whether it's the play-by-play guy, mm-hmm. whether it's the color commentary guy, or like these people are the mouthpieces of a lot of situation that goes on in the bank. And just listening to these things, you like, hmm, oh, whoa, wait a okay. So that's all I'm saying is like, I, I hope what you're saying is true, but I cannot negate what I, I hear and how certain things are typed up. Like once I heard Matt Miyoko say after one game that Jimmy Garoppolo could pop, should be maybe starting week two or week three, I said, whoa, wait a minute. And then everybody else, just Tim Ryan and all they got on, it was like, yeah, you know. Trey was out there and he just didn't look right. I'm like, yeah, wow. So that's all. That's all the reason why I say the other part is like, hmm. I will say that I don't think that it's. Oh, I don't think that it's overblown. The 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 leadership and the the uh, because what I do not see from Trey, and I'm willing to admit this is that is that I don't see him like, let's go. Like in the huddle, like getting, getting demonstrative, you know, like and getting these guys. You no, know, you know why though, Pete? I mean, I honestly, I don't care why. But <laughs> like that's a, you don't care why. But I'm telling you, like that's what the business. That's what the business get weird because watch yeah. this. So you, our boy Brock, right? Brock go throw touchdown. He bah, 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 he threw the double dunk, like yeah. he threw the, the guns. Area like. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's cool. Similar how when Tom Brady throw the clipboard, he's passionate. He's yeah. showing that he care. Yeah, I'm just saying, my G. When somebody else do it, oh, he trying to make it about himself. He oh, go trying to, you know. So, so yeah. when he go out there, he do what he do. 
he got here. He's trying to make it seem like this, cause you know what I mean. And that's the that's part I like. I don't even want to go to that conversation. But that's how things get turned in media. And you be like, oh, what you thought? That's just him having fun. Like yeah. we like seeing Brock showing that swag. But, but that's but see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that aspect. I'm talking about the aspect of him getting his guys in the huddle and being and having that that forceful. Like put putting it out there, like uh, and in the huddle and on the sideline, like uh, and just and like telling it, going up to going to his offensive lineman, hey, like I need this, 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 this. That's what yeah. I want to see. That's what I want to see because I said for right now, I, that is something that I feel I don't see from him all the time. And I agree with you. Like uh, so, yeah. that's the part that I want to see, and I think that that kind of goes into what they're talking about it's not always just all the talent there's a lot more uh intangible stuff that goes into it and uh so but i think that he part. can get there i think he can yeah. get there and uh and i, I just want to see it i want to get see him got get as many opportunities as possible. yeah i'll tell you look it's that i don't give a yeah you know what and he like because he's trying to make sure he appease exactly both sides of the track because he know, I mean, you know, he, but that's a certain, he has a certain look. But that's experience. I think that's a part of that is the experience level of 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 commanding so many huddles. Yeah, and not knowing and not caring. Hey, I know what I'm doing because that's what those dudes in the huddle got to understand that you know what you're doing and that you have command of what is going on and where yeah. the ball is going and telling them what is about to happen. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so it's and just that that that's the only aspect. But oh no, and we should, and I think and you know what kind of gave me a little gave me some hope on this situation was what I heard in the Rich Eisen interview. Yes, not the live part. So a lot of yeah. people caught the live. I went back and if you watch the audio on the Odyssey app, okay. there's like maybe three minutes that's not shown pre and post, and you uh -huh. hear Trey talking in the background. You kind of hear what he's saying, and in Rich Eisen live, you can see Rich is kind of like lively. He kind of can like, man, I like this guy. You know what I mean? And he even had the guys who was in the back, like kind of like, he he ha ha. You know what? I don't really like. I haven't seen him play, but I like him. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And I think that was a part of Trey' personality where he, throughout the injury, must have said, you know what? Like you just said, forget it. I'm just gonna go out and do my thing, and who cares? And you see that, like that has to be his lead. He has to lead with that because there's, there's, he he can't waste. Like you said, you can't waste another. Yeah, there is no, yeah. There's no, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Like I mean, now you are at the very least, you are, uh, you're auditioning. You're auditioning yeah. at this point for somebody else to be their guy. Like if the forty nine <laughs> to be the if the forty nine ers don't want you. Like uh, now it's time to show somebody else. Hey, come and get me out of here so that we can go and so that we can so I can go and show these dudes what they're missing. For sure. Hey, had that still care. I tell people in the Bay, I, I this is my little name. I tag me as the Prince of the Bay. Right now, Steph Curry is the king of the Bay. Yeah. You need to tell them people you got to be box office. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. You when you over there rubbing elbows with Steph. Still making scratch your head sometimes, but then he'll make you drop your jaw and say, Oh my god, what did I just see? And yeah. he gonna have to be there for it to shut everybody up. 
in to get the locker room and be like, hey, did y'all not see what I just did? I don't care if it's Brock Purdy, Sam Purdy, Pretty Purdy, whoever it is, he can't do what I can do. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of swag you got to have. Like, I don't care who he is. Get Sam, Sam I am, Green Higgs, Sam coming here. Ain't that one of them can do what I can do. Point blank, period. Let's go. This is my team. And that's when you will say, Oh, I thought he was just a little quiet boy from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, A twin. I appreciate you coming through. For sure, for we're sure. Gonna get up, we're gonna get up out of here. But the uh I got one more show tomorrow. Make sure you guys tune in for that. And uh and yeah, like why don't you tell everybody where they can find find you on the socials and where they can find your content one more time so they for can sure, go ahead man. and subscribe. Uh, y'all make sure you look at your boy, man, or go on YouTube, Twin Empire, man. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, man. And also on Twitter, Twin Empire with an X and a two. Um, follow me on there. This week, I mean, this weekend, maybe in the next couple of months, I'm going to start, like you said, getting back to making content and going to cook things back up, man. Get things cooking, get things prepping, man. And um, yeah, and also check us out coming soon. The Bearded Bros podcast will be hitting you up on Thursdays where me and my brother talk about the things that are going on in sports. I'm the diehard Niner fan. He's the Calgary fan. And we're going to sit here and banter about, well, I know who the greatest franchise is, but he's going to yes, try to make his stake about who he thinks the Cowgirls are, man. So, yeah, make sure y'all hit me up and continue to follow my boy Pete Lucas, man. Y'all make sure y'all sub to the channel. Comment below and let's keep this thing rolling, you know? Yeah, appreciate you. And um, big up to all the people that came in into the, the chat tonight. Uh, CG, make sure you give my guy CG a uh, a follow and a subscribe also. He's got great content over there. He's done a lot of uh, draft interviews of the show. Uh, like, uh, so make sure you check out his channel. He's got a ton of stuff on, on there. Like, but Grandizer, Diamond Cutter, Sadika. Just lost a whole bunch. Uh, Brian Culp, uh, Damien, I uh, appreciate you guys coming through. And once again, like this show is on Twitter, it's on YouTube, it is on Facebook. I'm anywhere where you can get your audio podcast. I don't care where you get it, just get it. And then make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every every day, every week. And yeah, like uh, it's it's gonna be. It's now now we're looking forward to the draft. We got the draft in a couple of days, and uh, and then we're looking forward to OTAs. But it's going to be quite the off season. So make sure you stay tuned and make sure you give the, this video a like and a subscribe. And sure. uh, but yeah, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, appreciate my guy Twin coming through. Appreciate everybody for watching. Peace and love as always. Go Niners. Let's go, baby. Bang bang.